We got some breeze beats. We got some breeze beats. They're coming in hot, so ready or not for race bits. Mmm, bits. We're off to see the bits, the wonderful bits of bits. Yeah, I think so, and I think that's, uh, we're dipped in. I just dipped this in. Fantastic. It's great to be dipped in. Dippin' Dots. Dippin' Dots, the ice cream of the future, but now it's in the past, so that's confusing. Exactly. It's both past and future Dippin' Dots. I, I used to be look forward to getting Dippin' Dots, going to uh, Yankee games. It was one of my favorite little treats. I like them because they seem like they were from space, and it was like something brought back from space. Yeah, space cream. Would you, given the option, if if going to space was like feasible, like if, if what what's his name Musk is is doing with SpaceX, if you can go to like Mars for a, a day trip, would you go? No chance. Wow, I would definitely go for, and I would bring Dippin' Dots from Earth and put them on Mars. It would depend on a few factors, but you do actually do sound like an alien. There, your uh, your voice, I think maybe it's the the distance. There's like a slight alienness to it. Like a Robotron. Interesting. It's not my natural natural voice that's alien? Yeah, that too. Perfect. Welcome to Braze Bits, everybody. Thank you for joining. <laughs> this is episode 32. Episode 32, the Magic Johnson episode. Also, we got Shaq Diesel, Julius Irving. Shaq was 32. I thought he was 32. He wore 32 on uh, certain teams. Or uh, maybe Phoenix? Ma- Phoenix? Phoenix, yeah. Bingo. Order of the, the big Phoenix. cactus. Yeah, I remember that. That was great, hey, man. Um, how are you? You're in a uh, Jesse is. Uh, there's a nice painting picture. Um, yeah, it's a picture of a Van Van Gogh painting behind me. It's yeah. not the actual. It's not the original, but it's a a, it's a, a copy of it. It's a print. That's huge. Uh, Vincent. So Vincent Van Gogh. He was huge in like elementary school art. We learned all about him. Yep. And I always called him Vincent Car Stop. <laughs> I like that. I like that a lot. I'm a big Van Gogh yeah, guy. I, me, I love Van Gogh. I believe me and Zachary Snackery both. He might have actually made up Vincent Carstop. That's a good bit. I like yeah, that. Yeah, this was before Zachary Snackery went to the Brindle Room and you know all his all his uh, positive outlook on the world. Uh, you know, with the I Brindle still, Room, it kind of stopped. I know. I still stand by my Brindle Room burger being unbelievable. The service there might not be great, but the burger is almost as good as Van Gogh's paintings. That's huge. Yeah, they're masterpieces. Are you missing bur- live burgers? I am. <laughs> I'm missing live burgers a lot. But I am. I'm out. I'm out of the city. I got out of the city and I've been grilling a lot. And I actually grilled chicken burgers last night. Nice. Almost, How were they? Scrumptious. Absolutely scrumptious. You said they were delicious, and then I asked how they were. I saw so this is a, a. I don't know if this is. I wouldn't say this is my theory, but I think people's communication skills have really atrophied given the lack of social interaction. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's uh, absolutely. We, we're, not, we're not used to uh, listening and, and hearing back. and It's a lot of online communication, a lot of texting, a lot exactly. of emailing. Yeah, and a stat that I always see says that 93% of communication is body language, facial expressions, right. in-person energy. So we're only communicating 7%. Right, but I still feel you. I feel you. I, I feel like we're connected not only virtually but physically right now. Yeah, I mean, we don't. This stat doesn't apply to us, but most people. No. Once we're in the pot kitchen, we start cooking hot, ready or not, we're into it. We're we're 
we're bound together by our bits. That's right. A little plug. I'll do a plug early, but I was on a podcast called Coppin with Comic, and it's this guy, Brian Coppin, who interviews comedians. And nice. I'm doing that in a couple of weeks. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Right off the top, I, I plugged Bray's Bits, and he's like, what's Bray's Bits? And I'm like, you know, we just cook bits in the kitchen. It's all you got to be in pod shape. And he was like, what? But I think he, he like, by within two minutes, he was a Brazerback. Beautiful. Which is awesome. Absolutely. It was a cool, yeah, it was cool to do. If Yeah, I'll plug it. I guess, yeah, check it out. If you just search Coppin' with Comic, I'll, I'll be on it. Awesome. When does it come out? It came out already. I did the interview on Saturday, and he, it came out on Sunday. It was amazing. Wow, quick, quick turnaround. Better than check us. <laughs> Very nice. Yeah. I actually, I do have some meal prep before we... Uh, before we get into our highlights, a few Please. a few items on the docket. Um, number one, I big news for us. We last week, I guess at some point, we had a listener from Kenya, which means wow. that we now have had listeners from all six major continents. Wow, that's breaking Braze bits. Breaking breaking Braze, Braze bits. bits news. We're missing global bits. Yeah, we're missing Antarctica. Antarctica doesn't come up on our analytics. But I'm not really. We're not. It's not really our our demo. Absolutely not. I wonder how the person in Kenya found the found the uh, podcast. There's there's comedy chefs everywhere. Barbara and Kenya dolls. <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah. yeah. So we got yeah now, yeah. now we got every every major continent. Beautiful. I think Shout we, out to the, our Kenyan listeners. I know we've had an Australian. Li- I don't think we. I don't think we're huge in Australia. I feel like we've had some before. Um, yeah. We're obviously we're huge in Japan. Big in Japan. That makes um, sense. Yeah, uh, India. We're getting a good amount. Mm-hmm. Uh, big uptick in in Germany. Was gibt's wie geht's? Danke schön. Glückwünsche Geburtstag. That's like happy birthday or something. Wiener Schnitzel. Wiener Schnitzel. Yeah. Um, uh, sausage. Yeah. We got your your guy in Chile. Yeah, today, Pat Merch. Shout out Pat Merch in Chile. Yeah, so we're we're global global bits. That's awesome, fantastic. Yeah, um, and then another item that I wanted to um, to to put to the table. So last week we talked about the Rusty Pickle, our Instagram yep. commenter, and I don't know if you saw, but the Rusty Pickle commented again, and it was a much more I would say. You could feel the the Braze bits love in in the last one. It was a nice analysis of Justin Timberlake. And wow, I, I didn't I didn't see it. What did he say? How do I keep missing the pickle? Who is this guy? Who is the pickle? The, the rusty pickle. I get it. You don't want to be. You want to be. He, he's he's brining right now. <laughs> uh, the rusty pick. I got no serves. I can't find it. I don't, have my, I don't have my phone on me because I like to be I like to be locked in for the pod, so I can't tell Same you. There. But it was very. It was. It was. Uh, it was more positive. It was more in pod shape, kind of in line. It, you could, you know, so like you know when when comics do bits, uh, and you could tell if it's done out of love or out of like uh, condescension. This was. Yeah. I interpreted it to be more a comment out of love. So, welcome aboard, Rusty Pickle. We uh, yeah. Thanks. Thanks for brining with us. This is a pro pickle podcast. I uh, any all pickles are welcome. I personally am a half sour pickle guy, but I, I can go full sour. I can go cucumber. I'm the same. I actually don't really have a preference. It's sort of based on the mood. Yeah, I do like the pickle guys. Uh, I'm not sure I would ever want a rusty pickle, but I guess uh, sometimes you don't have a choice. Don't knock until you try it. Yeah, 
I won't. And number three, I got multiple, multiple uh, requests on this. A lot of people needed to know uh, who is Didi. Now, last <laughs> <laughs> last episode, if you missed it, any brazer backs or, or, or brazer fronts, which are sort you're sort of a brazer back, I guess, but not a total brazer back. Um, Jesse, we talked about. Do you do you want to take the lead here? I would love to take the lead because this is funny you brought that up because my dad texted me um, following up about Didi. We were talking about we were doing our top nine songs last week. And I uh, had a side note about how at my bar mitzvah when the candle, I was doing the candles, which is when you dedicate a candle to someone important to you or a group, that my babysitter, Dolores, who I mixed up and called Dee Dee, whose nickname, my dad confirmed, her name is Dolores, but her nickname was Dee Dee. So I was correct. Dee Dee and Dolores, same person. All right. Same person. I got to stop you right now yeah. because... <laughs> You said Dee Dee, and then you said later, sorry, her name wasn't Dee Dee. Her name was Beth Ann. So I don't know what's happening. <laughs> I, don't yeah, know, I, don't, I don't know what's going on, but people have all So I, had, I, think, I think I had – wow. So the, the confusion has been made worse by my explanation. Let's see if I can clean it up. I had two babysitters. One was Dolores. One was Beth Ann. Dee Dee was the nickname of Dolores. Got it. Because a lot of people are a lot of people are taking umbrage with this Dolores situation. Who who's coming after me? Dolores Umbridge. <laughs> wow, I don't know who Dolores Umbridge is. Uh, she's a professor in Harry Potter. Uh, people love that. Yes. That's gonna that's gonna be huge. But that's gonna be big. Um, that that yeah, that makes sense. We we had two uh, two babysitters, Barbara and Lori. That's those are great names. Barbara Barbara's way better. I went to Barbara's. Yeah. I, I went to Barbara's wedding. Actually, that was the first wedding I ever went to. Wow! Yeah. Did you have a nickname for her, or just straight up Barbara? Just Barbara. Barbara, Dude. the babysitter, kind of phonetic. Nice, baby Barb's. She let us stay up late, or like a little bit after our bedtime, and she would play Mario Kart with us. Really badass, yeah. Barbara. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, Rainbow Road. Love Rainbow Road. <laughs> actually, in this house that I'm, I'm at Long Island. We have uh, 64. We play Mario Kart. It's just a lot of fun. Rainbow Road is probably the most annoying course. It's it the is, longest. It stretch. is the worst course. Yeah, I'm a big fan of the uh, the beach one. Cooper Trooper beach. beach. Yeah, it's not nice. a it's not a bad top nine top nine Mario Kart tracks courses. But there's tracks, only, there's, yeah, only six, there's only sixteen, so it would get uh, <laughs> maybe maybe a top three yeah. if we did a top three. That'd be a blast. Yeah. Um, great. So I, I, I'm glad we solved this. Dd Beth Ann. Yeah, conundrum. <laughs> I had two babysitters. That is that's the final answer. Wait. So all right. So now we got a question. So it sounds like Beth Ann wasn't. If she, either she was not invited to your bar mitzvah, or she was invited but didn't get a candle. I think the can. I might again. My dad's gonna follow up and confirm. But I think now that the candle was for Beth Ann. And that <laughs> Dee Dee slash Dolores was the was the like the first babysitter that I had, <laughs> but I'm not I'm not 100 sure. And then Beth Ann was the last OG. <laughs> yeah, Beth Ann got the bad boys intro at my bar mitzvah. Yeah, and uh, there could be a situation. How about this? I mean, your dad's going to confirm all this, but what if 
so Beth Ann came up to the bad boys, but Dee Dee had the presence of mind to know that it was the wrong song. <laughs> wow. That would be a Dee Dee move. Yeah. It would be a classic Dee Dee Westbrook. Are you at Liberty? I don't want to put you in a tough spot. Do you want to say who you liked better? Uh, I don't you, want to say. You, yeah, you I, can say Because no. I'm, I'm confusing both of them. There was – I'm pretty sure it was Beth Ann who – we had a couch in our living room, and she would, we would do football tosses, and I would like do diving catches into the couch. She was my favorite. I'm pretty sure that was Beth Ann. And she would also give us Cinnamon Toast Crunch like, late at night, which was also really nice. The taste you could see. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing better. The milk would get all cinnamony. You could see the taste. Oh, yeah. In the milk. Yeah. That was, uh, I think we did, I, I might have wanted, maybe one of the episodes when you were out, there was Top Night Cereals. I don't think, I think it was with Bassam, and I think he was making up cereals on the fly. Right. But he said, he said Cinnamon, cinnamon Toast Crunch is not my favorite, because you're not a cereal guy, right? You're like, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, Cinnamon Toast Crunch, it's good, but I think it's overrated. It gets a lot of love at the expense of other cereals. True. I just remember it's not as good when it gets super soggy. No. Like, I, I like it when it has still a little bit of crisp to it and the, and the, the cinnamon starts going to the milk. If if a cereal is better sans milk, then it's not right. that great. True. Or it just – I mean if a cereal is better without milk, then it's just better without milk. Harvey Milk. Cereal Podcast also was, was, was pretty solid. I never I never watched it or listened to it. You listened to podcasts. Listen to it. it was, yeah. It was great. I probably won't listen to it. I did listen to Oh Hello, the podcast, and yeah. the music was from Serial because Kate, yeah, would always, yeah. Kate would always really laugh at that. And That's the funniest part is how they like kind of use their the Serial podcast form. Yeah, and I took Dolores Umbridge with the fact that like she knew the reference and I didn't. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> All right, uh, let's, do, let's do highlights. Let's get into it. You want to lead off? Sure. I'll, I'll get on base. I'll Pete Wheeler. I'll Ichiro Beautiful. Suzuki. So my highlight is maybe the highlight of the year. So my highlight of the year so far. Wow. Two, two, they're sort of two related. I mean, the one, the major one is I did my first live stand-up comedy show post-corona, during corona, whatever, this is, since the lockdown. I think we're still in it. I think I think we're still in it also, <laughs> but my my first live comedy show since mid March, and awesome. shout out to shout Pat. out Pat shout out to shout Pat. Out Pat Pat as loyal Brazerbacks know Monday shift at the Lantern he put on a comedy show on his roof in Bushwick and it was it was amazing it was number one it was my first social thing that I've done I have seen family but I hadn't seen any friends and it was great to see. Friends, there were seven comics on the lineup, eight comics, seven or eight comics, and it was like great to see people who I had seen most days. And it was like so. Jesse Perkins was. I got there pretty early, and then Jesse Perkins walked up, and Jesse Perkins, a uh, guest of the pod at one point. Um, yeah. And you know, when your mind, it felt like when you like it was the summer, and then you go back to school, and you're wow, like, the first, oh, first day back. Yeah, and you're like, oh, nothing. You're like back at where you were. It was so nice. Right. And, oh, I'm jealous. And the show was great. There were 16 audience members, all socially distanced, but it was like it was on a rooftop, and it was really cool. Number one, because like 
you know, we got there, sun setting on a, a New York roof, fireworks going off in the background. Pat wow. is like a all-star human being, but also like very, you know, he's he's um, been in the concert business for a long time, and he just knows how to put on an event. So it was just really well done. And yeah, microphone and speakers, microphone, speakers, uh, the whole the whole works. It was like wow. if you went to Subway and you got everything in that part where you get stuff. But that, so was there too much? No, but it was somehow also the perfect amount. And <laughs> it was great. And I did almost entirely new stuff. And I had a, what I considered one of my better sets that I could remember. I mean, obviously the circumstances were, were so unique, but it was like stuff I really wanted to do and it worked. I mean, the crowd was an easy crowd because everyone was just so happy to be doing something. But right. It was tremendous. It was, I mean, it was one of the best shows I've ever done. That's awesome. That's so awesome. Yeah. Now I'm like, I want to, I want to do it again. It's like now it's right. so, it's so frustrating because yeah, it's, it's going to be tough. You know, once every, like even, like doing one show a month at this point, I, I would consider myself fortunate. Sure. That was the feeling I had after the driving show. Was like, I like the second I was done, I was like, I can't wait to do it again. Yeah. And I was like, I have nothing to look forward to stand up wise, but it's, 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 it, did it like remind you of why like you like you do stand up? Yeah, because now I have to do it again. Right. Like I don't right. actually like. I mean, most things surrounding like surrounding stand up. I I hate the business. I hate most other comedians. <laughs> um, and I don't hate whatever you know what I mean. I hate I hate what the I hate what the business of comedy oh, yeah does to everything people. around it's, it's yeah. terrible. I, I the hate, actual performing is it's like it's gold. Yeah, it's and just the I don't know when you're just in that, that live performance, there really is nothing. Like there's an energy that you can't replicate no. in any circumstance. And people, you can tell people are just craving to hear other other people. And as I mean, it is one sided communication, but right. it does feel like it's a it's a dialogue in the sense that. You're, Actually, I don't. I don't think it's one sided. I think well, stand up is. If you have to respond, if you're a good comedian, it's two sided. Like you're listening to the the crowd's response. Or it's the crowd has like a an energy to him also. I was about to get there, but yeah, that's you, on me. Yeah, hands up. Bond me, blazer. Bond me, blazer. Um, yeah, but yeah. So it it just like I, I honestly I think especially with everything that's that's been happening. Um, the virus protests kind of like the, the fact that there aren't many circumstances for like in-person dialogue to happen is a real loss. Yeah. And if comedy was more available, I think just like as, as cheesy as it sounds, I think it would, like it would, a lot of people, it would help a lot of people. I agree. Absolutely. Yeah. So I, I'm confident it'll, it'll come back in, in yeah. probably a diff- different form, but People want comedy, especially live comedy. Yeah, exactly. Um, and number two related is that I took my first ever ordered my first ever ride share to get I saw about this to get to yeah I wrote about it in my newsletter to get to the show. Unbelievable! Unbelievable! This is your first ever ride share. I mean, I've taken them before, but it was the first time I ordered an app. You ordered it, yeah. And it was fine. I mean, I wrote like 2,000 words on the experience in my newsletter. If you want to read it, just go to uh, it's inconvenience.substack.com. Uh, or you could just like message me and I'll send you it. Um, it was funny to me how, uh, spoiler alert, if anyone's about to going to read it, but 
how the driver asked you for permission to call a sister back. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's funny. That's a classic, classic uh, Uber Lyft driver move. I know. At least I, he asked, though. No, but I don't, I don't like that. I think that you should that, – that, that's part of an experience. Like if you're in a taxi, you're not getting asked. It just happens. They're just doing it. You're so in, you, want, you, you wanted him to not ask? Of course, absolutely. <laughs> oh, in, come on. Because this is my – so I, I think it's a – it's like a icky – or it's like – so it's like there's, there's hospitality and then there's like this fake polite community. Like when you're in someone's car, it's their rules. And I do think that's – I mean within reason. And I think that's the same thing in a taxi. Uh, it's a New York experience overhearing a loud conversation in a language you don't understand. Right. But in the ride share environment, their, their living is based off your, their rating also. I know, so which is, which is which horrendous is, because it puts too much power in a consumer's hands who, who the, it's not, it's not a, it, it basically, I, I explain this, I think better in the newsletter or express my feelings. Cause I don't know how to express my feelings verbally, which is tough for a podcast, but <laughs> It, it basically outsources the communication aspect of the relationship to a third party because you're being oversaw, overseen by Lyft and everything is determined by the rating system. Um, you, it's it's a less of an honest interaction, and I don't like that. But don't you think it makes it more of a enjoyable experience when it, it, it weeds out the bad drivers? It weeds out the people, the, the drivers who are reckless and don't care about. Any kind of hospitality, they don't care about their rating. If there was no rating, they would just it would be a, it would be smelly, not clean. There's, be horrendous. There is no rating until what six years ago, and people I think people did were fine. It's evolution of the the taxi experience. Do you want to be Do you want to be rated based on like some drunk person who throws up in the back of your lift and not be able to have recourse when you're on the other side? Like I I, I gave tours through Airbnb and. You almost don't have much. It's so customer oriented that as the person who's who's doing the service, you don't really have much. Um, recourse is not the right word, but it's it's too it's it's not enough. It, it needs to be a more honest power dynamic, is what I think. And I think True. Lyft and just ride not just Lyft, but just ride shares in general, basically take all the power away from. A driver and also so a Lyft and an Uber there's not really a stringent background like so if you're a taxi driver you're it used to be you'd pay hundred like it, it, I think it was like two hundred fifty thousand dollars for a medallion and yeah. um back and you get a stringent background check because it's the I don't know I think it's the state so that yeah. that weeds out a lot of what people who are gonna like I don't know kidnap you or something like that like that's right. much less likely to happen in a taxi based on the fact that someone invested their um, you know, it's their, it's their livelihood right. and ride shares don't have that stringent, um, process. It's interesting. My cousin actually works for a tech company that is working on a, uh, some software that does somehow like background checks on employees of a business and to, to try to predict their behavior. And like, if they're like comparing their behavior to behavior of bad, uh, people, so I, I think like Uber is trying to use that technology for their drivers to try to predict having uh, better employees. That sounds very scary. Yeah, I don't. I like your cousin, but I don't know if I. I don't like that. Demarcus cousin. Yeah, Kirk cousin. Kirk cousin. 
Because then I, we don't need to get into it. But like, what? Like, I wouldn't want someone to predict my behavior. But it's there, if it, if if it's a company and they're trying to weed out, like Uber has a they've had a lot of uh, scandal, like sexual harassment, yeah. a lot of that. So they're trying to get out of that. But they're they're predicting an outcome that hasn't happened. That's like that, right. It, I, I mean, it, it sounds more. I'm sure it's more complicated than. Uh, yeah. But like that sounds to me like it could be problematic. Could be. Could be. Should be. Maybe, yeah. I have no comment. I don't. I don't want them to predict my behavior, so I'm not saying anything. <laughs> <laughs> but they will predict you have good behavior because you're a good behavior guy. Uh, how do they know? They know. They know your data. I know. They, I guess everyone knows anything. Who cares at this point? Everyone knows. Quiz knows. Yeah. <laughs> Toasty. Yeah. All right, sweet. Those are some good highlights. Um, I have a uh, one highlight. Definitely up there, my highlights of the year. I'm out at my house on Long Island. My cousin was out here, a different cousin, different Kirk cousin, Last was here last week. He was playing pool basketball and with, with, my, with another cousin, and his wedding band got knocked off. Lost his wedding band. He uh, searched for it. He couldn't find it his time out here. He had a metal detector sent out to the house and um, emailed all of us saying, like, if you can search around, look for it. So I put, I got out here and I put on my goggles. I went into the pool because he thinks that it it got, like, knocked off his hand and went into, like, the bushes around the pool. Like, in my head, though, like, logic was like, it has to be in the pool. And he said they looked in the pool, but I put on my goggles, and I found the ring. I found the wedding band. Wow. It was, it was uh, an amazing feeling. It was, in a, it was like a two-week period where that ring was in the pool. You're a hero. So it was, I, I, I feel like I am a hero. Tyler hero. It was great, yeah. A great feeling letting him know that I found it. He was very relieved, very happy. Probably the most productive, I think, productive thing I've done in 2020. That is that you don't want to lose something like that. I have had a few close calls, or not not a few close calls, but like one time, and this was literally like the week we got back from my honeymoon. I was at, at work, and it uh, all of a sudden I realized I didn't have it, and I realized like I was freaking out. But then I realized that I was like fishing for stuff in my back, something in my backpack, and it just like fell off while I was doing that. So it was just in my backpack. That's that's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy how like they can just come off. Yeah, I, I never wear rings, so I don't really know uh, how it feels. Well, I'll tell you with mine. So some people get the whole, you know, they get it measured, and it's a real intense process. We actually initially did that for me because we kind of forgot, like forgot about it. Not forgot. I don't know. I just like it wasn't a priority. So yeah, we got it. We got it measured, and then at, I forget where we were. Like there wasn't any rings I liked and the prices weren't great. So we just ordered one online based on the measurement. But when it came for the wedding, it didn't, it was way too big and just looked, it, it didn't look, it was 80 bucks. So we kind of net loss of 80 bucks. And then I said, all right, on our honeymoon, I'll try to find one on the, on like a, like a, you know how like in Soho they have like the street vendor set up. Yeah. So there was a similar when we were in Positano on the, in Italy, um, there was like that type of thing. And I just, Nice. Tried one on for 18 euro and my, so my wedding band. Yeah, an Italian ring. Eight for 18 euro and it's great. But so the thing is it pretty much fits, but it's like, 
I think in this in the winter, in the summer, your hands are more swollen because of global warming or something. Mm-hmm. But in the winter, it's it in the winter it's like slightly slightly loose. So if I I would be afraid if I like like take it off when I play sports, um, right? Or if I was doing like washing dishes, I could see it like in the summer. Maybe I would take it or in the winter. Maybe I would take it off. I don't know. There there are situations where it could fall off, but it's on pretty snug. Yeah, you definitely want a snug ring. My my cousin, I think his is a little loose because he lost a lot of weight. The ring, I, I, the ring's got to get. I don't get how you reset. The ring's got to get on the same regimen. It does. The rings. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. I, I don't get how you resize a ring. You like cut off a piece of it. I don't know, you but my barber, or I guess my old barber, I retired because now I figured out how to do it all myself. But um, <laughs> they like resize rings. I don't know how they do it, but they people come in and with jewelry and they take it Your in the back. Your barber's also a jeweler. Yeah. Or he's also. <laughs> oh yeah. Wow. That's wild. Yeah, they're great. You know. That's a guy what, trims hair and a guy trims rings. That's what you get on the lower. That's what you get Lower East Side closed on Shabbat business. <laughs> it's good biz, smart biz, good biz. Dope on dope. Should we get into our top nines? Let's. Yeah, I'm excited for this one. Let's dive into it. Let's get wet. Let's get wet. Diving head first. We're getting fishy with it. Lance's wife is not going to like this one she just, because she doesn't like shellfish or she's allergic to shellfish or doesn't like it. Both. So, so I was, I told her, I was like, you're not going to like this one. And she's like, I love seafood, but she is allergic. So she's allergic to shrimp and scallops. She has like a bad allergy to those two. But as like a general thing, like there's been situations with shellfish that she just doesn't eat shellfish at all. Uh, but it's shrimp and scallops are really the bad one. But She's been craving um, like crab cakes and a few other things. So she's gonna. She said after this is over, she's gonna go to the allergist and figure out because she never actually figured out what she right. definitively can or can't eat. And apparently, what you have to do is you have to bring BYOS, bring your own shell, shellfish, and you oh gotta my God. eat it in front of them, and then they, I guess, tell you if you are dying. That's crazy. So then. That's a wild experience. She's got to report back to us and tell, tell us about the experience when she does that. I know. But it's like, I thought you would love it. It's just like bring, bring in lobster rolls. But it, it's, it's, like, <laughs> yeah. it's like, she's like, she's like, I don't want to be spending hundreds of dollars on different shellfish. It's shellfish worth it, is though. kind of expensive. It, it is it, expensive, but it's worth it if, if I, she can have something that she didn't think she could. It also doesn't travel well. Like try to, imagine trying to like bring in oyster. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. That's crazy that, that they don't have any other way to figure out allergies. I don't know. I think it's a it's a racket. It is definitely a racket. But well, let's just, do it. I'm excited to hear this. Yeah, so we're doing these lists. So we're doing top nine. The top nine this week is top nine seafood dishes. Yes, sir. So this is this is pretty big. You want to go? You want me to go? I'll go for it. I'll do my nine eight seven Wackelbrook special. My number nine is so I, I did. Yeah, we're doing seafood dishes. So I, I, I said a fish and how it was prepared. I like my number nine is a miso glazed sea bass. Wow, sea bass to me is probably the most underrated fish. Um, it has like zero fish taste. A miso glaze it makes it so buttery. It's hard for me to pass up on a sea bass when it's on a menu. Uh, it's delicious. I got a, I got a sea bass. Are you thinking of any in particular? Any experience in particular? I'm thinking of this. Thai place that I go to with my mom in uh, Hell's Kitchen called Key, 
that they have amazing sea bass. That's that's my number one sea bass. I think we talked about this actually in the top yeah. nine cuisines of the world. And I don't think I've ever had like Thai sea bass. Yeah, it's it's scrumptious, very light, like, delicate. Uh, it's it's like it's, I wouldn't say flaky, but it's 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 just scrumptious. I'm I'm a sea bass, okay? You come at me, sea bass. I'm Sebastian Maniscalco. <laughs> Airbnb. You in my house? Not bad. I don't live in my house. What are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> Sebastian Johnny Couch. It's my brother. Wow, nice. Very nice. Yeah. That could be an episode title. Sebast Maniscalco. It could be. We got, we got a, a ways to go. We do. We got a Google Maps to go. We sure do. Coming in at number eight, this guy, it's moved around on my list, but I'm happy where it's at. Number eight is swordfish, an almond-crusted swordfish, to be specific. Uh, I actually had swordfish a couple days ago. I think it's always consistent, always classic. It's more of a meatier fish. Uh, it's like the steak of the sea. Uh, it's got a little bit more bite to it than most fishes. But it doesn't have a fishy flavor at all. The first time I actually had it was at a friend's house. We had a family dinner. They invite my friend Neil invited my friend, my family over to their house. It was the first time I had swordfish, and I was very scared of it, but it ended up being delicious. It doesn't look that appetizing usually, but it's it's absolutely scrumptious. Wow, because I was about to say I think it's the most photogenic of fishes. Really? Well, maybe maybe in. With the grill marks, maybe an edible form. It's not, but I think as the as the fish itself, it is beautiful. Wow, I wasn't thinking about it like that. But the sword, True. but I actually do think it's also like it does look good. Like it looks like like a what, piece of meat. Yeah. Well, when I'm having swordfish, I'm having not only having fish, but I'm having swordfish. <laughs> exactly. You're kind of a, it's, it's it's kind of a, a bold mood to go for the swordfish. It is a bull. I, I think, yeah, masculine is not the right word. Like, I, but it's like there is some sort of machismo about having a swordfish. It's, it's, it's the alpha fish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it's like talking about the gym a little too much. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna lay down on the sword for the fish. That's right. Yeah, swordfish is good. It is. Yeah, it's like it has a. It almost is like gamey. I feel like like it definitely has a, a distinct. A distinct taste compared to yeah. the other the other fish, Definitely. other fish in the sea. It's a big fish, and no matter what pond it's in, right. <laughs> also, pretty good uh, movie with John Travolta. I never, I don't think I've ever even heard of it. <laughs> My number seven is Bronzino. Bronzino, I, I like as a whole fish, filleted, take the bones out, but it's prepared very simply. You usually get it at a Mediterranean restaurant, little lemon. A little garlic, a little parsley. Uh, I feel like it's like a fancier fish, um, but it's it's scrumptious. Very light, very delicate. The white, white, flaky. All it needs is a little lemon, really. Branzino. It feels like you get that usually on like a special occasion. Yeah, I had in seventh grade. My social studies teacher was named Mister Branzino. His name was Mister Branzino. Yeah, and I was like, can that, you, I was that, like, is, I was like, fish. yeah, I was like, can you do that? No. Is, that, is that how names work? Like I don't, I, I don't think you can. You have a last name that's a that's a fish. No, I think you can. No, be, that you guy could definitely be, changed his last name so people talk about. <laughs> you could be fish like John Fish, or like like right, yeah, especially with a ch. But 
<laughs> but like, you, I don't think you could be like you could be. I guess Tim Salmon, right? Jason, John Salmon, Jason Salmon, right? But May Salmon is the only Bronzino's one. too specific. Yeah, that would be like uh, that would be like being like Greg Filet's soul. <laughs> yeah, like Joey Shrimp. Joey Shrimp. I mean, that's definitely someone's nickname. <laughs> yeah, it's a great nickname, but like, if you're a teacher, your last name is Shrimp, Professor Shrimp. Yeah. Wow, Detlef Shrimp. Or it'd be like uh, Tito Tilapia. <laughs> but Mr. Bronzino, I don't remember. I, all I remember about him, I don't remember anything we learned. But that's not to say he was a bad teacher. I think he was like a fine teacher. But all I remember him specifically talking about, he took two major trips in when we were in seventh grade. One of them was to Hawaii and another one was to Vegas. And I remember in seventh grade, I was like, I was like, this guy goes on a lot of vacations. And then like two years later, I was like, that guy must have, that guy was a party animal. <laughs> Bronzino and up. Good for Bronzino. Yeah. Bronzino. Yeah. Good brand on Bronzino. Yeah. He was a, he seemed like he was a good guy. He was young. He, I think he was like, well, young, but he's like 20. He's probably younger than we are now. Gotcha. It's a great last name. Yeah. Yeah, that was my number seven. Great. Uh, so I got number nine. I got octopus, and I am specifically nice. thinking of one octopus. So I've only had octopus maybe like I say under fifteen times in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, I am thinking of one specifically at a place in Rome called Da Claudio, and it was just like very. It was like olive oil, lemon, and it was like one of the best things I've ever eaten in my wow. life. And so I'm specifically thinking of that octopus. And just octopus, I feel like Italian and Greek, uh, I guess Spanish, it's in Spanish cuisine a lot, but I feel like the Italian-Greek preparation is pretty simple. Sure. And I, you let the octopus shine. Exactly. All the Greek restaurants in the story have octopus in there. It's, it's fantastic. All you need is some olive oil and lemon. It's, it's fantastic. Cleo lemon. <laughs> Liz lemon. Liz lemon. Uh, yeah, so octopus just, yeah, it's great. Um, what, what could be, what could go wrong? I, have you ever had octopus head? No, absolutely not. I'm not a big fish head guy. I had it one time at actually supper in the East Village. It came mm-hmm. in some sort I've of... heard of that. Never been there. It was very, it was not remotely similar to octopus tentacles. Um, I, I'm, I'm glad I had it so I could like tell people about it on a podcast but right. I wouldn't go out of my way to have it again. Was there eyeballs still in there? Uh, no, it's just like the head. It's just like very tough. Maybe the brain. Pinky in the brain. Yeah. Um, so that's my number nine. Number eight, I got linguine with white clam sauce. Oh, wow. Nice one. Yeah. Nice one. Just a classic. It's, it is number eight. It would be higher on the list, but it's number eight because – the it's there's not a lot of times you don't get that many clams and it's like it's voluminously there's more linguine than there are clams so by sheer ratio sure. obviously it's a seafood dish but and the seafood's prominent but is it the star of the show you can't have linguine with white clam so- sauce without linguine jesse's mulling but it I, over you can't just have white clam sauce with clams no so yeah linguine with white clam sauce just tough to tough to beat it was one of the first so i was we've talked about this i was a very picky eater growing up and 
You were two, right? So, yeah. Cheeseburgers and chicken fingers is all I did. Yeah, so for, I don't know why, but linguine with clam sauce. And pizza. And pizza? <laughs> I don't know why, but linguine, linguine with clam sauce was one of the first things that I ate that was not in my normal rotation of like – It opened you up? Yeah, and I don't know why. That's like, I feel like it's a weird specific thing, but it was. So my parents caught on to that. They are like, Lancey loves linguine with clam sauce. We got to have it all the time. It makes sense because like probably you had butter with like pasta with butter and then they introduced linguine with clam sauce. It, it, it looks pretty similar. Add it with clams. It's also very salty. Right. So I think that and, – and like clams are pretty – I feel like they're uh, pretty benign. Yeah, they're not that intimidating. No. If you get like clams, like raw clams, I, I, I don't really yeah. like – I'm not a raw clam guy. Yeah, me neither. Uh, but if you get those cl- like clams in the white clam sauce, pretty pretty great and pretty great. pretty non-threatening. Sure. Um, so that's my number eight. My number seven is a bucket of mussels. Bucket of muss. Bucket of muss. Elon Muscle. Eric Musselman. That's what I was. That's what I was thinking of. Musselman. Yeah. UNLV. Basketball. He was the coach of the Warriors actually for. I think when they in like the mid two thousands when they were when they beat the Mavericks, he was the head coach. He was the coach of the Warriors. I don't know if it was then, but he was the head coach of the Warriors at some point. Wow, I didn't know that. Now you know. See, I didn't know. Now I know. Yeah. Um, so, but I just love diving into a a bucket basket whatever apparatus of muscles. They feel endless. It's one of the rare things I feel like where you're getting a good bang for your buck just because you could have so many. A million different combinations. My favorite is just the simple like white wine. Was like garlic yep. and white wine? Yep. Tough to beat. That's high up on my list. I'll, I'll just spoil it. My number five is mussels and garlic and white wine. Yeah. It's it's a classic dish. I will say one of the – like the, one of the – maybe it wasn't the most disappointing meal I've ever had. But when we first got to – Nice, France, for our honeymoon. We had to wait a little bit before our hotel would, like, we could go there. So we got, mm. and we didn't, like, know where, we were, like, not oriented at all. So we ended up at, like, what we realized later was a tourist trap type restaurant. And I got. I most of the places in Nice, outside of, like, it's a pretty touristy place in general. Yeah, I mean, it's a city that Americans go to. So yeah. you can't, how good could you be? Right. Uh, but. We we actually we had once we kind of got our bearings uh, in the bearing the bearing straight once we crossed Russia to Alaska, then we like our other meals were all fantastic and I feel like we found great places that were very reasonably priced. I mean compared to New York City, obviously, and, and we're really sure. Good. But the first place we went to when we didn't like know where we were it was I got a basket I got like mussels, but it was like more of a cream a creamy sauce, yeah. and it was just not good. Too creamy. Too creamy, but just the muscles. Bad, bad muscles. The muscles were like you know when they get a little rubbery. Yeah, that's those yeah. can get very nasty. Bad muscles. You don't want a bad muscle. No. When they start sticking to the shell. Yeah, it was it was not not a top mollusk. <laughs> yeah, but overall o- overall you can't beat muscles. Absolutely not. And you can. There's six things I like better, but. <laughs> But overall, in the grand scheme of things, you can't beat a muscle. If someone is saying, "Hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you his bucket of muscles," 
I'll, I'll, I'd be ecstatic. I'd go nuts for a free bucket of musk. Yeah. Beautiful. That was your number seven? It was. All right. My number six is steamers with butter. Steamers, a.k.a. steam these long neck clams. I only started having a few years ago. My parents introduced me to steamers. Usually only have them in the summertime and like they're pretty – I don't really see them in many places outside of like seafood restaurants. They're unbelievable. I could have like a thousand of them. They, you, you, I like the process of how you eat them. You, you dip them in this like water that cleans them, cleans the sand off the steamer, and you put them in butter. They're so good. So like, they're unique from mussels and clams and oysters, and like their texture is a little like milkier, like a little chewier. Um, but just such a great summer seafood, and could have endless steam, steamers. They're so good. So I feel like I, I can't recall a time where I've ever had them. I mean, I feel like I must have had them, but I might not have. I'm not sure. They're not at, at most restaurants. Like they're, they're really – get them at like one place in Long Island consistently. Um, and they're, they're just absolutely scrumptious. Steam me up. Steam me up, Scotty. Sweet. And my number five, like we just talked about, mussels and garlic and, and white wine. Um, can't go wrong with mussels. Nothing better than mussels except for four of the things on my list. Uh, I think also mussels are the best shell to scoop up sauce with. They're they're long. You can get you can use the shell to like dip into the sauce. Mussels usually have like they. Uh oh! I lost you. We got some breeze beats. We got some breeze beats. They're coming in hot, so ready or not for breeze beats. Love a mussel shell for the dipping into the sauce. I think it's the best shell out of all the, these seafoods for their for dipping. And mussels usually have a fantastic sauce. I, I prefer the the white wine sauce, garlic and white wine. But don't mind, mind the mussel marinara with the red sauce. I think it's it's got the, the the best shell for scooping up a good sauce. I got to agree with you, and I think it's by far the most elegant. Like, when sure. I have a mussel shell, I feel like I'm being treated to something. I feel high class. And, right. you know, usually I, I uh, in the high class spirit, I turn my nose away at things that try to be fancy. But a right. mussel does it, it's, it's sleek. It's kind of like if Lexus wasn't self-aware. <laughs> wow. I love that comparison. Yeah. Mussels and Lexus should pair up. It was, like, good, it was like if Lexus existed without the commercials. Wow. I love that. It's a great comparison. Lexus is delicious as well. Yeah, they, they make good seafood. <laughs> yeah, beautiful. And my number four is shrimp cocktail. I think shrimp cocktail also, like you just said, it kind of. I feel very fancy and elegant eating shrimp cocktail. I feel like it's usually at a fancier place or at like a special occasion. Though you could you could pretty much. You, it's pretty a simple thing to get from the supermarket. You can arrange yourself. My mom will sometimes have shrimp cocktail as a hors d'oeuvre for having a nice dinner at home. Um, love just yeah, love shrimp cocktail. A, a jumbo shrimp. I don't, I'm not a big shrimp cocktail guy. I think it's it's maybe the worst form of shrimp, just the raw shrimp and the sauce. I don't love. It's not bad, but I think for the potential of shrimp, it's like it's, it's like using it. I think it's like if you had a very talented basketball player who like Detlef Shrimp Cocktail. Like Detlef Shrimp Cocktail. That's the episode title. It's got to be. But 
if you had deadlift shrimp cocktail and deadlift shrimp cocktails, nat- natural position is the center. But it was yeah. like trying to play deadlift shrimp cocktail as a small forward. It's not the best but position. Isn't shrimp cocktail the most natural form of shrimp? It's it's shrimp without coaching. So <laughs> it's like if it's like if deadlift shrimp was at the park and just chucked up threes and like liked the idea. You know these. You know when there's big men who like love to chuck up threes, but it's like if you just worked out and and got down in the post, you would be such a better player. Okay, I I, I see where you're coming from. Like, I do love cooked shrimp. I love I love shrimp overall. I'm not going to turn down a shrimp, but I, I don't think there's anything better version of shrimp. Dipping a cold lemon squeezed over shrimp, dip it in some tartar sauce or some cocktail sauce. To me, that's the dent of shrimp at its peak. Dip me in. I'll dip you in. I'm not saying, again, if someone came up to me with a plate of shrimp cocktail, I wouldn't be as excited as the plate of mussels. You, you'd say, are, have these shrimp been coached up? And they'd be like, no, these are just these are shrimp without coaching. I'd be like, all right, well, I'll take them, but I'm not going to love them. I'll say, look. look Let's work with them. Right? We're all we're all gonna do our best out there. We're all gonna leave it all on, on the court. But right. you know, we have a little a few practice sessions, and we could, you know, put some barbecue sauce on there. Sure, some boom boom shrimp. You never know. Boom boom bang bang. That's right. So that was your number four. Yes, sir. All right. So my number six is braised fish with a spicy broad bean sauce so the fish i am talking about is usually a filet of sole like a, a white fish sure. and i'm thinking of this dish specifically i get it at chow house quite a bit and it's great it's one of my favorite preparations of fish um it's just a like thinly sliced fish um in this sauce that's a little bit sweet but also spicy it gives you like a tingling spice i think it's mung bean i think is is the kind of the base of the sauce um and it's just it's tremendous. It's it's great. That's, that's snake my mouth water. That sounds unbelievable. Yeah. So I only have it as number six because it's a specific preparation where you know I've only had it at Chow House, um, sure. and I would try. I would try to make it probably at some point, but um, you should try yeah. to make it. I should try to make it. Yeah. I think I'm going to go to Chow House. Actually, uh, they open back up. I think I'm going to go back uh, at some point. I got to make make the walk, but I'm going to do it. I think this weekend. I'm excited. Make the walk to get us some uh, some walk. That's right. Walk the walk. <laughs> you gotta walk. Why to walk the walk? Number five, and this is a Old Testament as well as a New Testament to how much seafood, how, how much how good seafood is. Um, so I have Scottish smoked salmon. Scottish doesn't know that Scottish smoked salmon. <laughs> it's more a little more smoky than other versions of lox. I love lox. The fact that it's number five is not really. It's it's in it's in comparison to seafood rankings because obviously smoked salmon is seafood, but when I think of seafood, I don't really think of smoked salmon. It's, it's right. It didn't even cross my mind on my list. I, I didn't even think about uh, lox. That's funny. Yeah, it's my favorite version of salmon, and salmon is a seafood. So there explains the the rationale. Sure. I actually would probably, on a more consistent basis, have it. I definitely have it more than pretty much all of my four through one, but. It's, 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 you don't think of it as a quintessential seafood. No. Absolutely not. It's because they don't usually have locks at uh, seafood restaurants, do they? I mean, well, I guess they'll have, they'll have like raw salmon. Well, well, the whole thing about smoked salmon, it's a preserved. It's preserved. So right. the thing with seafood is that a lot of times you need it fresh. It's kind of 
the opposite. I, I, you don't have to, but I feel like I people end up thinking of having smoked fish more in the winter. I mean, it is a more Nordic thing. It's obviously a Jewish thing, but I feel like a lot of like the Scandinavian countries also like smoked fish is pretty big. So yeah, Nordic so yeah. Van Dyke. <laughs> Nordic Van Dyke. Yeah. Do you see um, Carl Reiner died today? I did. Very sad. He Not was a legend. He legend, and he he was old. Sure was. Ninety eight. Ninety eight. Impressive. Degrees. Yeah. Lachey. I was trying to get a Lachey something, but it, I was like, how do you make a death joke that's not insensitive that also incorporates right. Nick Lachey? It's a tough, <laughs> tough line. <laughs> you got there. You got there. Yeah. He was like, give me just one night. <laughs> oh, no. That might have gone too far. That might have that been too much. I think he would have liked it. See, it's a, it's a, it's a comic, so I feel yeah, like... Yeah, Carl would have loved it. I don't know, maybe. It was done out of love, as we were talking about with comments. Imagine you got canceled for Nick Lachey reference. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you know, go go down swinging. Might as well. Uh, so, yeah, that's number five. Number four, I just got your fresh oyster. Nice. Give me a nice, salty, fresh oyster any day of the week. Any month of the year, although they're better in the fall, apparently, is what you said one right. time. Yeah. Yep. And I'm a happy man. We've talked about oysters a fair amount on the pod, history of oysters in New York. I don't have a favorite type of oyster because every oyster is different. I, I Sometimes I really like the gigantic, fat, juicy ones. Sometimes I like the sleek ones. It, it really I, li- I like having a oyster sampler so you get to be like, ooh, I got this, this one and then I got this other right. one. Interesting. And that – I feel like the the big. I'm not a big fan of the big juicy ones. They're too like boogery for me. They're too chewy and weird. I used to not be uh, not be a fan, but I'm non discriminatory. I, I I love all oysters. You love the, love the big and beautiful ones. Love the big and beautiful oysters as well. Nice. Got to learn to love them. Got to learn. Learn from Branzino. Learn, <laughs> learn from Branzino on as many trips. Um, but yeah, as as we talked before too, I'm an oyster purist. I don't like all the, the fixings. You just got to respect the oyster for what it is. That makes me very mad. It makes me very upset. The fixings are the best part, and they're made to complement the, the oyster. We've gone over this. We've done this. I love the vinegar, the Vin Diesel, the Vin Davis. I love it. I can't get enough of it. It's okay. I, I think it's a, it's a, it, it treads close to the cheeseburger tomato soup. Or cheese, grilled cheese tomato soup. Wait, that sounds like a great combo. Cheeseburger tomato soup sounds better than grilled cheese tomato soup. Have you ever tried the the fixings on the oysters? Yeah, all the time, and I regret it. Didn't help. I regret it because you only have like you're never you're never really having more than like six oysters. I feel like right. Yeah, that's like a generous amount. You, I feel like having the fixings. You wasted an oyster with horseradish. You're having horseradish. You get horseradish whenever you want. You wasted a, a good oyster. I will agree. Sometimes I do like wish I didn't go as hard on the fixings because I because, but the, they're there for reasons. So they're so scrumptious. The oysters feel like a non-renewable resource, and the fixings feel like I could almost have them if I really wanted them. I could just have the horseradish. So you're saying the fixings are fossil fuels? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> non-renewable resource? No, fossil fossil fuels are non-renewable resources, right? Right. I think so. So the oysters are fossil fuels. Jim Fossil Fuel. That's a good one. I like that. Nice. <laughs> yeah, but I've been Daniel Jones in for some oysters for sure. 
Nice. That was your number four? That was my number four. Beautiful. Okay, my number three is baked clams. Nice. Baked clams. I feel like we talk about baked clams a lot. My favorite baked clams are probably from Carmine's. I love – it's my one of my favorite restaurants. Uh, I prefer not a jumbo clam and I prefer not that much breading. I want a good ratio clam to breadcrumb. I know you're a big breadcrumb guy. Um, lots of lemon, lots of garlic, lots of oil. Love a big clam. Feels like an absolute special treat. And, uh, the, yeah, Carmine's my favorite baked clam. That's huge. Baked clams are great. I went with linguine with clam sauce, but I came very close to doing baked clams. I decided yeah. against it, but, yeah, I mean, you can't go wrong with baked clam. Delicious. Carmine's, Carmine's good baked clams. Unbelievable baked clams. The sauce is just out of this world. The, the dipping of the bread into the sauce is almost as good as the clam itself, but the clam is, is amazing. I, I mean, we, you know this. We got to do a braised bits, like our, our, live, our first live podcast has to be at Carmine's. That'd be amazing. Yeah. It would be a mind alter, life-altering experience for you. Yeah. I'm also going to be plugging in my computer right now, but ignore that. Sure. Plug her in. Yeah. Plug him or plug him in. No gender to your, to your computer. But my, my computer it, it is, yeah, it's uh, non-binary. Yeah. Actually, it is, bin- it is binary because it's a binary system. <laughs> it is X's and O's. Yeah. Ones and twos. My, my number two, speaking of two, is oysters. We just went over it. I, I prefer probably a smaller oyster, and I think a hodgepodge of uh, oysters. I don't like the jumbo ones. And I do love the fixins. John Hodgman Podge? John Hodgman. <laughs> John Hodgman Podge of oysters. Yeah. That uh, that sounds yeah, I mean we, we just talked about oysters. I was I, I apologize for that yeah. by the way. you obviously no one here sees our same situation, but I was just like plugging in my computer like a maniac. No worries. And I was All listening, these. but I was like listening in that way that people say they're listening and they're I'm listening, but am I listening? We're not communicating. Seven percent. I felt you. I felt you. I felt that you were listening. Yeah. Oysters. But we, all, we went over oysters. Yeah. And my number one, I actually, just as we were recording this, I did a live edit. A live, live change my number one. I'll, I'll say before, my, my first version, my number one was Lobster Tail. But on the fly, I had changed my number one to Filet of Soul. Filet of Lemon Soul. After you talked about the soul... From Chow House, I forgot how much I love Filet of Soul. I think it's probably if I had my druthers, I would get that <laughs> at any seafood restaurant I can go to. It's the lightest, the flakiest, the best flavor. Uh, doesn't need a lot of preparation besides the lemon. I've had it with breadcrumbs. It's, it's, that's also good, but it doesn't need breadcrumbs. I think Soul is the soul of the fish, Soul Cycle. Can't get enough of it. Filet of Soul. I'm trying to... Th- think of my favorite one from a from i can't think of a restaurant specifically but yeah my number one i have no regrets filet of soul that's huge i mean that's an unbelievable audible i didn't feel like yeah uh, not in the jesse tradition not at all and i i'm still quite but I, I can't go back on it i don't i don't often have lobster tail and i'm not even like we've talked about lobster like lobster rolls are great um but and I, I, no knock on lobster tail. It was my number one up until a few moments ago. Now it got knocked off my entire list. So I hope lobster tails. You don't see that too uh, often. Get, you really don't. But I got no regrets. 
Yeah, that's a lobster tail really getting getting whacked. <laughs> yeah. No regrets. Play a soul number one. Can't beat it. You can't beat it. That is, I, I love that. So I got a top three, and then I also have a reveal. But I'll do the top three first. So my top three is number three. I got shrimp po' boy. Wow. So shrimp is maybe my fa- one of my favorite shellfishes. I don't have it that often as much as, as I said, my wife is allergic to shrimp and scallops, so we don't bring in shrimp into the house. Can't, can't bring home any shrimp. But I actually did have shrimp. We had dinner at uh, my father-in-law's apartment on Sunday, and we ordered in from Arturo's, the Italian restaurant I've mentioned a few times, and decided to have shrimp scampi there. Nice. And it was great. It was the first time I've had shrimp, I feel like, this year probably. It was it was great. Um, but I love a shrimp po' boy. I think po' boy is one of the best sandwiches out there. I actually don't think I included in my top nine sandwiches, which is a, a travesty. Uh, Travis Pastrana. Yeah. Travesty best. Travis best. It is one of the Travis best sandwiches out there. Um, it's like fried shrimp and get like, you know, pickle. I feel like I haven't, I haven't had enough po' boys to uh, value them. I, I don't think I've ever had a shrimp po' boy. No. Uh, so. they're very good. I mean, it's really just, it's like, I mean, it's a, it's a fried, um, it's usually fried seafood, but it could be like, I think actually maybe the traditional po' boy is like roast beef. Um, but I feel like they're, a lot of times you have them, um, with, uh, fried seafood. Um, and then just lettuce, lettuce, tomatoes, pickles. And it's like usually, I think like mayo. And that's probably why I haven't had po' boys. I'm, I'm anti-mayo. But not all of them have mayo. Like maybe mustard some of them have. It's just like a – I went through me, the many different preparations of shrimp and decided that that was also the most in the spirit of seafood. I, I didn't have anything – I feel like New Orleans is – like they're basically a New Orleans sandwich. And New Orleans yeah. is – I feel like arguably – you'd say it's the center of seafood in America. I think you can make that argument. Sure. And I, I don't know if I – definitively say that but it's one of the places like when i think of new orleans one of the things i think of is really good seafood um so i wanted to include something from new orleans and shrimp oh boy um never been to new orleans we gotta go after carmine's number two i have a whole lobster so lobster a whole lobster this was my number one and then i changed it this morning um a whole lobster it just it is seafood it's seafood incarnate you can't beat a whole lobster. When I have a whole lobster, I think I'm eating seafood right now. This is uh, fruit de mer uh, in French, fruit of the sea. That truly is lobster. That should be a review for lobster, quoted by Lance Parker. When I am eating lobster, it's like I thinking I'm thinking I'm having seafood right now. Yeah, it's just the process. Like I love the adventure. You get the claws. Maybe you try to use that that thing. Um, Cracker? Yeah. You got your bib, maybe. Mike Bibby. You got... Then you got the claw meat, which is great. Uh, then you got, like, that middle stuff. Maybe you suck it out of the, um, like, the legs. Uh, I always save the tail for last. I think the tail... Oh, yeah. You talked about the lobster tail. Actually, I think the claw meat sometimes might be better than the tail. Claw meat's great. Yeah. Claw meat is, is absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. So, I, I kind of go back and forth, but good you get the butter you know i'm usually i like to respect a a food as it is but you gotta have that butter you gotta have that melt you melt dip, dip you in i know you love dip to be it. dipped in uh, dip me in some butter i would love to dip my whole body in a thing of butter and that's what a lobster is 
<laughs> You're a big lobster. That's the big lobster. I am. I'm a rock lobster. Yeah, Dwayne the Jesse lobster. <laughs> so number one, this is a bit of a out of left field maybe, but number one, I think it's just the best preparation of seafood, and it is just literally seafood, sashimi. Okay, okay. And specifically tuna. Gotcha. Um, I think Raw tuna, tuna is fantastic. Yeah, I think it's like the best sashimi, and I also it, it kind of completes the every I had I made sure, and I think you did too, not to repeat a seafood. Yeah, it's just I, I it's it's just so simple yet so unbelievable, and if, somehow you 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 did a class classic lens, and you, you you found a way, and it, this is a beautiful answer. Raw sashimi tuna is is, is the plain bagel of seafood, but it's it's fantastic. Yeah, you can't beat it. You can't be in it. Join it. Are you going to add soy sauce or wasabi to it? Definitely not. <laughs> why not? No chance. I don't. I I, I I know why not. You you want to honor the the fish itself. I exactly. Guess. Pay homage. All right. So I'm going to reveal a. I don't know if this is a new category, but number one, I I lost my over under. I so before this episode. We're doing top nine seafood. I set an over under for you of specific references to Carmines at two two references, and you only did one. Hey everybody, this is Lance. Another off the pod caveat: you might have heard two dings for Carmines in the pod. I personally think it really only counts as one reference to Carmines because Jesse was referring to the same baked clams. You could decide for yourself, was it two specific references to Carmine's? I'm not sure. I like the ding, and I thought we should keep it for the two. I think I lost, but if you disagree, then Romaine let us know. And now, back to the show. Wow. And I, I DM'd <laughs> Wack Goldberg um, wow. to kind of like just as proof of before we recorded. Yeah. And he came back and predicted – some of your top nine seafoods. Oh no, not whack. Yeah, so this is, I don't know if this is the debut of a new segment called Whack Goldberg Guesses Jesse's Top Nine. Oh, no, not whack. <laughs> but he was, uh, he only got one of them. He guessed six, six things. He said, well, he said, uh, lobster with black bean sauce. Oh, which, yep, it's a classic. It's but you didn't have classic. it. He said, well, he said, uh, fried clams or clams casino. No. I mean, I love both of them. The baked clams is over that. Yeah. Uh, fried calamari, which I thought was it for sure. I Wow. These are all classics. These are- <laughs> Bronzina, which you had. Nice. Uh, yeah. Some sort of linguine, maybe seafood with black squid ink, which is a good... A good uh, guess. It's a good guess. And then his wild card. He said, wild card, paella. Good wild card. <laughs> Great wild card. <laughs> yeah. Fantastic. He said, Interesting. and then he said, uh, he's a, he said he's a big Parm guy. It might hit two dead even. I'm not sure if that's <laughs> <laughs> shrimp Parm. I don't know, but I, I think that might have been like I went over too. So I think he might have like at, relative to Carmines, you might not be a seafood heavy. I think that's what he meant. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Wow, that's it's an interesting uh, new new look at the top nines. Is the whack Goldberg perspective? Yeah. So maybe we'll incorporate that here and there. I like that idea. Yeah. Fried calamari definitely. Now looking back, uh, should have made my top nine. I'm a, I like I have fried calamari a lot. It's one of my favorites. 
Yeah, I'm I'm pretty surprised he didn't have fried because I feel like you always talk about fried, like it's a big it's it's big in the in the the Jesse uh, food yeah. lexicon. It really is the wow. Jesse food universe. Yeah, yeah, that's that's funny. Yeah, you're trying to trying to be funny. <laughs> it worked. Good. It was successful. Good. Uh, all right, let's do some ads. You got any? I do have an ad. So my number one. My old number one was lobster, but it wasn't. I took it off. But our ad this week is actually sponsored by – my ad is sponsored by Red Lobster. Red Lobster is open and ready for social distance dining. Are you a fan of lobs? Are you a fan of Lob City? Are you a fan of Rock Lobster? Then look no further than Red Lobster. Lob it up and stir it together to make a lobster. Lobster? Yes, sir. That's a good ad. I also, in fact, have an ad. My ad is Key Lime Pie at Trader Joe's. Key Lime Pie at Trader Joe's. Tired of getting chip witches every time you go to Trader Joe's? Get a, key lime pie, get a Key Lime Pie. Is it good for dinner time? Probably not. Is it good for Key Lime time? Definitely. A perfect frozen dessert for this summer Sanders, Key Lime Time Live will exceed your greatest expectations. With a delectable graham cracker crust, whatever the stuff is that makes the pie part, and your mouth, there has never been a better trio. Throw it in the freezer to ensure that the pie stays cold, pony boy, and you'll be well on your way to eating a cheeseburger in paradise. And by cheeseburger, we mean key lime pie. Key lime pie from Trader Joe's. It's like Carvel ice cream cake, but way better. <laughs> that might have been one of my favorite ads of all time. Yeah, so this is a, a an ad, but I also happened to get this key lime pie yesterday because I was tired of getting chip witches from Trader Joe's, and it was the best key lime pie I've ever had by far. I couldn't believe it. Wow. That's good to know. My my mom's birthday was last week, and I got her a key lime pie for her birthday uh, from Martha's Bakery in Astoria. It was it was very good, but I wonder how it would compare to Trader Joe's. It must be there. It must like be pro- – I don't know, but it, like the, temp- the temperature is perfect, Sean Paul. Um, the crust to the key lime ratio, it was, it was, it was – I couldn't believe how good it was. Wow. Wow. It's unbelievable. Yeah, that's going to be an ad that's going to pay dividends for, for Trader Joe's. I have a feeling a lot of people are going to go after that key line now. I think so. Key, key and peel line. Yeah. And it's good to um, it's good to have ads back. We didn't have ads for a little bit. Got to bring the revenue back to Braze Bits. That's right. All right. You got a – was that a joke? I do. I uh, had dinner with my cousin, Demarcus. Two days ago, and I, I've noticed this for a long time, but he's a loud chewer. He's an, he, he chews loud, and he chews with, with food in his mouth, and uh, he's my older cousin. I, I've kind of swallowed, so, so to say, my uh, feelings on this until a few days ago, where his chewing, we were having steak for dinner, and his chewing was outlandish. It was, it was nauseating. It was upsetting. And I had a couple of uh, Tila Tequila drinks. I was loosened up, and I called him out on it. Because it was, to me, it was like, are you joking? It, it felt like a joke, the way he was chewing. I don't even want to demonstrate it on the pod because I don't want to hurt people's ears. But I, I, found, I figured out a way to – I brought it up in a way. I was like, are you serious with these chews? And it was like a laugh. I go, he laughed at it, but it was also a way of me being like – of addressing the issue. And it was successful. He, he started eating with his mouth closed. But – for a while, I was like, "Are you? Is this, is this a joke? Like, are you you chew this way?" And he said, after I called him out, he's like, "I've been called out on this before, in front of, and, and uh, other people don't like it." 
Wow. I mean, it sounds like he's in the major leagues. He's a big league chew. <laughs> he is a big league chewer. Yeah. This guy's got a loud chew. Yeah. That, that's, an, that's a perfect way to call him out, but not like yeah, embarrassed. I didn't a, yeah. It wasn't, wasn't a fight. It wasn't like, like, I wasn't like angry. It was just like, I made it into a, a joke because I thought he was, a, he was joking. That's, that's true. But not really. Uh, so my was that a joke is our climate. I don't know if you've been uh, following the weather, but it seems like to me that the past few days it's like very nice, and then sometime in the afternoon between three and six p.m. there's like a tornado for half an hour, and yes. then it's fine again. And that's fine if you're a tropical climate, but we're in New York, so I'm it's, wondering if that's a good one. Is is it a joke? Or are we actually just now a tropical climate? I could not agree more. I think it's 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 very bizarre, very bizarre how like quickly it gets so dark and so like rainy, and then ten seconds later it's sunny. Yeah, and there's been sun like sun, not even sun showers, just sun pouring. Yeah, I don't know if you. Yesterday, Kate and I went to Trader Joe's and I got the ski lime pie <laughs> as I mentioned. <laughs> but while we were in there, I guess it was like a hailstorm, hail Irwin. And we Hail Caesar. Hail Caesar. Did you watch that? No, I want to. I didn't watch it either. <laughs> so yeah, and everyone was inside and then we just like we live like two and a half blocks away from Trader Joe's, so we just made a run for it, but we got lucky. It was like kind of on the it was pretty much over when we went out, but it like you could, it was like it was hailing. Yeah, it's crazy. Especially when it's Hail Caesar the weather <laughs> Salad, yeah, it, it's absolutely nutty. The weather gets crazier. I feel like with the in the summertime, it's not just like especially these days when with the when it's raining out. Weather, man, weather's nuts. I feel like the weather is like it's becoming like more like a like a senior in high school, where like it's not really following. It's like I don't need to follow these rules. Yeah, so it, I do whatever I want. It like I have you noticed in the past several years like. Like the winter, like the, the seasons are a little off. Yeah, there's no, there's no norm anymore. There's no rules. The weather's Mother Nature's like the world's burning. I'm not following any uh, norms anymore. Mother Nature is like this is my last kid. I had six of them. Just eat Dunkaroos all day. Sounds good to me. I'd love to. Yeah, D- dunk me in. That's like Dunkaroo. That's good. All right, got any QABs? Yeah, I got a QAB. A B B. It's actually, I don't know if it's, it's not a really classic tried and true QAB. It's more of a question for you and for Razorbacks. What is the etiquette now for paying in cash? Is it something we can do? Is it something you should avoid at all costs? If like, especially, so I'm especially thinking at some of these, like, so for instance, I'm going to go to Chow House this week and I think cash, like, you know, if I, if I'm leaving like a tip, like cash is going to be way like it'll it'll be money immediately there you know what i mean right um i had prior to this i had been a a a cash cow cash cab cash cab and did you see uh phil duckett and usama were in the in cash i did i did that's pretty cool yeah um that was for us but uh yeah i i don't what do you think should we do it or should we not still i don't know i don't know i feel like it's just it's gonna be a while till 
we figure out what the new norm is. Also, be pl- like, you can't say no to cash. Yeah, so also my super came yesterday, and this is actually kind of the conclusion of the ongoing – or not the ongoing, but an episode a while back I talked about my um, uh, roof, right, or the, yep. the ceiling. Yeah, in the bathroom. Yeah, and it, it, he, he fixed it. It was fine, but he came basically to – like make sure it was totally fine and, and paint over it. Um, so he was here for a bit. So I, I tipped him ten bucks, which I feel like is standard, right? Or is that super nice? Tip? Super tip. I've never heard of a super tip. No, that's very nice. That's maybe I'm. Wow, I've never heard of a super tip. That's great. I maybe I should be super tipping this whole time. Well, this, I've never done it. Well, this guy, as I've said, is the, by far the best super I've ever had. Um, Superman. And we've now. This is the first time he's ever had to do anything. So I feel like I don't know. Like if someone was bad, I, I, yeah, I feel like I don't know. That's not a thing. I, maybe no. I don't know. I, don't I always know. thought it was a thing, but maybe it's not. I don't know. I know. Like the holidays, you're supposed to like if you, if you have like a doorman building or if yeah, you have, yeah, like over Christmas, you should probably tip them. But I don't know. That's interesting. Well, I'll let, we'll let the Brazerbacks decide. But yeah, so I, but I but I tip yeah. them ten bucks, and um, I. Cat, I cash. So when I was doing that, I was like, "Did I just give this guy the virus?" Right. Was he appreciative of it? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good QAB. I feel like it's where it's we don't have an answer to it, and, and there's no way to eliminate cash. I also one of the reasons I've always liked paying cash. I think the further you're away from money, the more dangerous it gets, and the Easier it is for these middlemen, Eric Musselman, to like third-party apps just to like take charges off things. It, it's less, yeah, it's less local. Charges. It's just less local, and that's why I've always Definitely. liked um, like cash. But Definitely. yeah, now is it, is it dangerous to give people cash? Who knows? Johnny Cash. Perfect. Uh, that was a good one. Johnny Cash. Cash is king. My QAB is I went to. Uh, an ice cream store, ice cream shop in Long Island, and there was a group of high school girls behind us, and they were really loud and obnoxious, and they called the ice cream. Like, they're only letting a certain amount of people into the ice cream store at a time, and they called it, called the ice cream store while they're online to ask them if they had toppings, which I thought was pretty QAB. <laughs> uh, and they were like, yeah, we have toppings. But I was just like... If they didn't have toppings, would they have not stayed online? I understand the question. Like looking back on it, it's like in Corona times, are they going to have like a, toppings that they're going to be? Is, is it safe to have toppings? But it just felt like a very QAB move to call the store to ask if they have toppings while you're online. Like they could just wait two minutes to go inside and, and find out. Yeah, I feel like that's either something that you. If you really are that passionate about your toppings, that's a move you got to make before. If toppings are your make or break thing, you can't be going to the ice cream store. Oh, no. It's freezing again. You can't be going to the ice cream store. Can you hear me? I can hear you good. You hear me? Yeah. Now I can hear you. If toppings are your make... I, I heard what you said. I <laughs> <laughs> If, but if toppings are, are make or break for you, you can't be getting online. You're oh, you're in. I Once agree. you're online, you're in. Toppings are not. Also, in what in what world are toppings make or break? I mean, yeah, it's nice to have toppings, right. but it's toppings. It's like 
I mean, it, it's like um, it's it's like going to a pizza place, and if they don't have pepperoni, you're leaving. Right. Who's doing and that? To me, the cream rises to the top. Yeah, I think so. The cream always rises to the top. I think so. Except if you have toppings, then it's not on the top. No. <laughs> Carrot topping. Carrot topping. All right, so let's bring in the closer. Let's bring in the closer. I think, the, I think our connection is telling us it's time to wrap up. Oh, uh, yeah. A one, a two, a one, two, three, four. Bits, 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 bits. Come on. Bits, bits, bits. Hey. Bits, bits, bits. Attaboy. Bits, 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 bits. Hey. Bits, bits, bits. Yeah. Bits, bits, bits. Nice. Beautiful. Beautiful. You got anything to plug, Lance? Braze Bits. Listen to it. Uh, I was on that podcast, Coppin' with Comic, as I, uh, as I mentioned before. I retweeted it. Uh, I've tweet, I have like four tweets, but yeah, check that out if you, if you want to listen to me. Although you probably just li- you probably just listen to this whole thing, so I feel like that would be it's like a lot of me. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I just, I want to promote Braze Bits. Listen to Braze Bits. Tell a friend. Tell an enemy. Shout out to our uh, Barbie and Kenya listeners. Yeah, uh, thank you all so much, and we'll see you when we see you. Sounds beautiful. Stay safe, everybody. Peace. Wow, that was one of our toughest sledding connection-wise, but we made